Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. When our Holy Father announced that we were going to have a year of mercy this year, of course, one of the primary things that comes to mind is the devotion of the Divine Mercy, right? And of course, there is an entire feast day devoted to that. The second Sunday after Easter is always Divine Mercy Sunday, which put the pressure this year on our next guest who is at a parish in the Diocese of Buffalo called Divine Mercy Parish. So um, center of attention in some ways, especially in Niagara County <laughs> during this year. Um, and at least the second Sunday uh, after Easter every year, Father Yatsik Major is the pastor. Father, welcome to the Back to the Hello, Program. Hello, Greg. It's nice to be here. Thank it's, you for the invitation. Yeah, it's nice to have you here again. So uh, Year of Mercy this year. Now, um, we've kind of been in the middle of it already and uh, followed through Advent and things going on for Lent and all those kinds of things. But um, when we talk about a, a year of mercy, um, just refresh our memory for people. What does that mean, a jubilee year like that? Yeah, it's, it's not just a, um, an ordinary um, year. It's an extraordinary jubilee year of mercy. Uh, that began on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th of 2015, and is going to be finished with the Feast of Christ the King, um, 2016. When I first received the news that Pope Francis is announcing um, this Jubilee year, I, I was uh, <laughs> jumping and, 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 and <laughs> out of joy because this is something that really gives proof to what we are doing uh, with our programs and what we are trying to spread, um, the idea of mercy. Uh, it's more than just a devotion to God's mercy. It's a lifestyle. Uh, and it seems like Pope Francis sees tremendous need of introducing people more and more to the idea of mercy, how important it is to understand that our God is a merciful God, um, that we should treat, treat each other with mercy, with, with understanding, with compassion. Um, and it seems like the Pope sees that there are a lot of conflicts in our world, that there are situations where people don't know what to do, that there are broken families, marriages, uh, nations, uh, fighting with other nations, certain religious groups fighting with other religious groups. Um, there, there's a lot of hurt being done. And the Pope sees that there's a tremendous need for mercy. First, he says that we should meditate upon what the mercy of God really is. Let, let me stop you right there mm -hmm. and just uh, interject. Okay, if we had to, and I think on this program so far, we've talked all about, you know, works of mercy and, and things people are doing to be merciful and about reconciliation and all that. If you had to give a definition of mercy mm -hmm. um, from our Catholic faith, what would that be? When I ask people sometimes, how would you describe mercy, yeah. they give me five or ten different things. They, they mention compassion. They m mention understanding. They will tell me about forgiveness. They will tell me about generosity. They will tell me about uh, being charitable. Um, all different things. And basically, all of these things uh, can be summed up. I was going to say, yeah, the, the answer the is yes. Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> but mercy is, is even more than that. Um, 
Justice is to give to a person what he or she deserves. Mercy, in mercy, we give to a person what he or she does not even deserve. Um, mercy is the most beautiful uh, virtue that we as Christians can practice in our in our lives. Um, it's the greatest attribute of God. According to St. Faustina and her writings, it's the greatest attribute of God. Everything came forth from God's mercy and because of God's mercy. God did not have to create the world. God did not have to uh, forgive us. God did not have to send his only begotten son into this world. But he did out of mercy for us. Um, he wanted to share uh, his beauty, his love uh, with his creatures. Um, and for all eternity, we are going to contemplate the love and mercy of God. Pope Francis, in his letter uh, for this extraordinary jubilee year of mercy, he says in, his, in, in the very first sentence, he says, Jesus Christ is the face of the Father's mercy. These words might well sum up the mystery of the Christian faith. Mercy has become living and visible in Jesus of Nazareth, reaching its culmination in him. The Father, rich in mercy, after having revealed his name to Moses as a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, has never ceased to show in various ways throughout history his divine nature. Mercy uh, is so important that I can't personally, not only as a Catholic priest, but as a man of faith, I can't imagine uh, relating uh, to others without uh, showing compassion and mercy and understanding. Um, it's something that I see needs to be done in our daily lives because there is always somebody who drives you crazy. There's sure. always somebody who really is trying to step on your toes or somebody who is uh, who is mean or disrespectful or uh, somebody who 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 is who's lacking in understanding of something and you have to teach you have to correct you have to you have to spend that time with that person and of course you have to do it with with kindness with patience with love with all understanding and it's not always easy and when you do that, you show mercy to that person because very often you don't have to do it and yet you choose to do it because you are a person of faith, because you believe, because this is what you learned, what you have learned from, from Christ Jesus to be merciful. Of course, um, uh, Jesus' words, um, uh, be merciful, uh, are going to be the topic, the theme of this year's um, World Youth Day in Krakow, Poland. Right, right. Again, what a fantastic, uh, I don't want to say coincidence, but what a great idea to have it right there where St. Faustina's tomb is, where the beautiful uh, shrine of divine mercy is, where not hundreds, not thousands, but millions of young people are going to go this year uh, in 2017 for the World Youth Day, um, it's going to be something that is, is going to uh, influence them and and I hope in a very powerful way so that they can take these um, Beatitudes into their hearts and really start living the Beatitudes that Jesus is teaching us. They haven't changed. 
And these are the good qualities um, that Jesus wishes to see in his disciples, in his followers, in you and me, uh, qualities that can be seen and qualities that are exemplified in the lives of the saints. Uh, we have beautiful examples of saints, not just St. Faustina or, or John Paul II, but many other saints. Mother Teresa, who's going to be uh, canonized, I believe it's right. official now. Yeah. What a great saint showing us how important mercy is. Um, there are others, of course. Uh, Padre Pio um, is, is another one who, who would show how to, um, how to forgive how to learn how to forgive um, and how to have always a merciful heart for others. Uh, there are tons of, of others uh, that we could mention here, but of course we don't have enough time. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Beatitudes are just the opposite of what the world tells us. The world tells us, blessed are the rich, those who, um, those who can afford anything they want. Sure, he, who, he with right. the most toys wins, right? But Jesus says, blessed yeah. are the poor in spirit. Yeah. Right, uh, by the poor in spirit, he means those who put their trust in God, rather than uh, in money, in, in material possessions. Um, those who realize that it is not the amount of money that they possess or the amount of money that they have in their bank that makes them rich, but the kind of people they are. Right, um, the world would would say just the opposite of what of what Jesus is trying to teach us and what the saints are trying to teach us, and so. It seems like the Pope tells us we got to stop, we got to look at, at, at our lives and see where we are going with all of this because we're all rushing, we're all in a hurry uh, today and, and, and the Pope wants us to stop and he wants us to contemplate uh, Jesus Christ who is the face, the face of the Father's mercy and how well this corresponds with the image of of, of uh, of Jesus, the divine, uh, merciful Savior, um, with the two rays coming forth from his heart. Well, let, let, let me, I want to go back to, I want, we're going to talk, I, I think, especially in the second half of the program about um, what the divine mercy devotion is for people who aren't familiar with it and just kind of highlight some of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, Father Yatsik Mazur is the pastor of Divine Mercy Parish in Niagara Falls. And in this year of mercy, we're talking a little bit about uh, what the divine mercy devotion is, but also what, uh, you know, a little bit about his parish we'll, we'll learn in the next part. I just want to go back for a minute to that. You mentioned World Youth Day and, of course, in Krakow, Poland this year. You are of Polish descent, Polish-born, yes, correct? Yes, yeah. I so, born in Poland. Um, mm -hmm. So the divine mercy takes on a special meaning, particularly for the, for the Polish. I mean, Pope John Paul II was instrumental in bringing that feast of mercy we talked about to the church. Of course, St. Faustina, Polish-born nun, given this revelation of divine mercy, um, very important to the Polish people. Yes, right. truly. Um, I, I have here right in front of me her diary. I mean, it's a pretty thick yeah. book. And this was written by an uneducated uh, young woman who died at the age of 33. And uh, if this is not a miracle that she was able to write something like this, I don't know what is. Um, she only had three... Uh, Three years of elementary school. I'm going to say like a third year grade education. Yeah, that's, and she that's was about working it. for her family. And that's it. She yeah. did not have time to, to get uh, education. But the depth 
the the richness of of her writings are just incredible. It's just so deep and so beautiful. I strongly encourage our listeners to get um, the Diary of Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska. You can get it at any Catholic bookstore. Um, you can order it online. A uh, very inspirational book. Millions of people around across the country are reading it. It's a perfect book for the year of mercy. We might not understand always everything that she says in here because uh, she's a mystic. She she saw the reality that we cannot see with our eyes yet. Um, she saw what goes beyond. Uh, and for her to describe um, heaven, you know, she, she said it's it's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, she says, I understand you, St. Paul, now, because when you said, you know, the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard. Uh, what God has prepared for those who love him. It's impossible to describe it. It's so, it's so beautiful. Um, so she, she saw the reality that we cannot see yet. And sometimes her thoughts will be so deep um, that we need time. So that's why this book is very good for meditation. It's very good for spiritual reading. But you can just simply stop and take one, um, one passage there and just simply stop right there and just meditate. What, what does she mean? What is this prayer that she presents to us all about? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is a diary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not a narrative. Although no. there is a thread through it, you get a exactly. sense of, of God asking her to bring this devotion about mm-hmm. and to bring about this feast exactly. of mercy and these things. Exactly. So that recurs kind of beginning until the end of her life, you know, at the end of her writings at, at the book. But it's, it's not a narrative by any stretch. She so was, it is more of a meditative Source. For it me. really is, yeah. and, and very spiritual. And uh, if if you haven't ever read it, I strongly encourage all of our listeners to 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 at least try, give it a try. Uh, just few passages. You don't have to read it like a book. You can just simply yeah. open wherever you uh, wherever you happen to open your, uh, this book, this diary, and just read a little bit. You'll be inspired and you'll be impressed that this was written by somebody who who had very limited education and was able to write something so powerful. Father Yatsik Mazur is our guest here on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that, uh, the Divine Mercy, uh, uh, several, all all about the Divine Mercy specifically, those writings of St. Faustina and uh, the Feast of Mercy as well, that second Sunday after Easter. Father Yatsik Mazur is pastor at Divine Mercy Parish in Niagara Falls. I'm Greg Prince. We'll be right back. Make your voice heard. Join the Catholic Action Network. And speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. And visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. Thanks for joining us again on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. I'm Greg Prince, joined by Father Yatsik Major, pastor of Divine Mercy Parish, Parish rather in Niagara Falls, and in this year of mercy, I thought it uh, we would be remiss if we didn't have Father Yatsik come in. <laughs> and uh, you know, since uh, since uh, mercy is what his parish is all about, its namesake. Uh, so the Divine Mercy, um, we've kind of danced around it maybe a little bit as as we've gone. So what is it exactly? What were those revelations? that are in St. Faustina's diary. Uh, when Faustina first uh, received her um, first re- revelation from Christ, she was just a teenage girl. Um, 
and but she was always very very spiritual, very devout Catholic, but extremely poor. Her family was so poor that sometimes um, the girls had to take turns in wearing dresses for church because she did not even have her own dress for the church. And she was embarrassed of the clothes that, that she had, and so she would not go sometimes to the church. Extreme extreme poverty. Uh, I was privileged. I had a chance to be at her house where she was born, where she grew up. House not that far from her home church, home parish. Um, Faustina grew up with great simplicity and great faith and devotion. Her her parents were um, were very devout Catholics. Uh, the entire family was was very faithful to God. And Faustina, from early uh, years of her uh, childhood, was receiving some special graces. Um, she was attracted to religious life. Against her parents' wish, she entered uh, religious life. Not at first, because she did not have enough money, believe it or not, to enter religious life. Back then, you had to bring something with you before you entered. So she had to go and work for somebody um, in, in Warsaw for about a year. Then, when she made some money, she was able to, to enter the, the, the convent. Um, in, in her religious life, she was doing very basic uh, work. Her tasks were uh, very um, very challenging. And she had to do a lot of heavy work in the kitchen, uh, in the garden, um, cleaning, washing, baking, cooking, serving, um, all, all different kinds of uh, things that uh, were basically hard work. Um, and yet in the midst of all of this, she led a very... Um, uh, rich spiritual life, life of a mystic that fellow sisters did not even know about. Faustina was hiding uh, her uh, experiences of having special uh, encounters with Christ, special revelations and messages from him. She, Fortunately, she had a very good spiritual director who is now uh, blessed uh, in the Catholic Church, Father Michael Sopochko, who at first... Um, did not believe her, but then realized that Faustina tells him things that she has no right to know uh, other than uh, if it's revealed to you from above. And so he finally started believing her. He was her spiritual director and confessor. And it's because of him that we know today about St. Faustina. He's the one who helped to put the foundation for a divine mercy, yes. devotion, um, and he's the one who, who helped to, uh, um, to get the image of divine mercy because Jesus asked her specifically to paint an image. Faustina did not know how to paint. Um, but Father Michael Sopochko paid the, the artist to paint the very first divine mercy picture um, in Vilnius which used to be Poland now, and now it's not anymore because the borders have changed. It's Lithuania now. But um, it was Father Sopochko who, who, who was helping her uh, to, um, to spread the message of mercy. He's the one who sponsored a lot of things for her and wrote a lot of um, articles and, and, and things that were um, – supporting the idea of, of God's merciful love. He found a lot in the fathers of the church, early fathers of the church, and he realized that this is authentic, that this is something that needs to be spread. 
Uh, he was beatified a few years ago. Uh, great saint. We Too bad that we, we don't even have time to talk about him. But Faustina had a great support in him. And, of course, later on, it was John Paul II himself who, again, you would think accidentally, uh, lived somewhere nearby. He was a worker in Solvay factory, and, and he would go over the hill to make a shortcut to that factory. Um, and he was um, introduced to the place that on, on the hill there where the sisters have their convent, and he, he, he had a chance to hear about St. Faustina. Um, and he made a decision of um, of going to her writings and finding out what's what's there. And he saw how how important that is. Uh, and he lived started living that that message himself. And later he's going to say that this message of mercy has shaped my pontificate. Yeah. This is how important it was for him this message of mercy. And of course he's the one who's going to later on beatify St. Faustina and then canonize her um, in the year 2000. Uh, and he's the one who would establish the Feast of Mercy for the whole universal church, the second Sunday after Easter, uh, Feast of Mercy for the whole universal church. It's there, There's so much to it. <laughs> there is so much to it that we can talk about. Yeah, it's quite a devotion. But one of the things I mean, that, that, that are is a big part of, of the devotion is the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Right. Uh, right. Known by many people. And when you turn on uh, Catholic TV or radio, you, you'll hear Divine Mercy Chaplet being uh, chanted or, or prayed usually around 3 o'clock hour. But it does not have to be at 3 o'clock hour. What Jesus wants from us is to meditate upon his passion uh, around 3 o'clock hour if we have time. Uh, um, he wants us to be united with him in that moment of agony when, when he was dying for our salvation on the cross. But Divine Mercy Chaplet can be prayed anytime. Uh, at our parish uh, in Niagara Falls, we prayed right before Masses uh, on the weekend, on Saturday and Sunday, and after Mass during the week. Um, and people just come to the church earlier because they want to pray together sure. at Divine Mercy uh, Chaplet. So they already know that it's going to be uh, prayed before. So they come 10 minutes earlier and it puts us in a very good spiritual mood and it pre prepares us for the celebration of Mass. It's only six, seven minutes long uh, and and uh, goes very well. And people just, just they're, they're eager to, to pray. Um, I would strongly encourage you know, even if you don't have it in your own parish, just pray it maybe on the way. You know, if somebody could lead uh, that prayer in your car, if you're going with your wife or children or uh, some friends, you're going to church, you can pray Divine Mercy Chaplet. And then when, when, you, when you enter the church, you, you enter with a, with a different um, spiritual uh, preparation. You know, uh, you, you, you are more focused. You, you realize that, um, that you have to put yourself you have to place yourself in the presence of merciful God, right? And the very first part of, of Mass is the act um, of uh, contrition when we, when we ask God for mercy. So it corresponds so very well uh, and, uh, with, with the beginning of, of Mass. Now, I, I should talk a little bit about – it's a good transition here. Your uh, parish, Father Yatsik Mazur, is pastor of Divine Mercy Parish in Niagara Falls. Um, so this year of mercy, again, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, spotlight kind of on you guys a little bit because of the, you know, the nature of this year of mercy. What kinds of things have you been 
doing for this year? We, we had a chance. It was a great privilege for us uh, just a few weeks ago to have Maureen, who was miraculously healed. Um, and her miraculous healing was attributed to the canonization of St. Maria Faustina okay. Kowalska. She, um, she visited our parish and uh, unfortunately... <laughs> I was not able to attend. I was looking forward to this meeting with her. I wanted to meet her in person, and then terrible back problems prevented me oh. from going. I was <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> I thought I was dying. Unfortunately, was not able to participate. But a lot of people came, and she gave gave a beautiful presentation and testimony, basically, uh, on God's mercy and how her prayer life uh, has changed because of of God's merciful love and, and St. Faustina and her inspiration. So this is just the beginning. We had something um, um, for, for, for parishioners, whoever, whoever wanted to come, so that they would actually see somebody who has experienced a miracle because of this message, because sure, of this attributed saint, to mercy. attributed yeah. to mercy. So we started kind of in a, powerful, uh, in a powerful way. But there are other things. We are going to... Um, have we're having bishop tomorrow <laughs> in our in our parish he's going to be there for us we are doing some pro-life activities uh saint gianna mola uh, center that the bishop is going to bless is going to help mothers with children who are sometimes struggling sometimes cannot make it you know and We'll, we'll be supporting them and helping them. And uh, thanks to um, the, the Assassin efforts here, we are able to um, to put everything together and, and we'll be able to show mercy, you know, <laughs> That's right. uh, to, uh, to those mothers who are struggling sometimes. And it's a beautiful ministry. It's a beautiful way of reaching out to those in your neighborhood who are poor. <clears throat> On the top of that, we have a very active uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society that is nothing but growing in numbers uh, and in volunteers uh, and the number of people that we assist uh, and generosity of people sharing their 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 blessings with those who are less fortunate through the um, ministry of St. Vincent de Paul Society. It's really inspirational. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe when I, when I see what's going on and how devout people are and how dedicated they are and how much they love the poor. It goes literally in hundreds of, of families that we assist every week. Um, and for our parish, we are, we're not a huge parish. For our small parish, it's a lot, you know. Uh, but uh, it's it's very impressive how people of goodwill uh, are doing their best, sacrificing their time uh, to to be there every week, twice a week, very often twice a week, and help and support and um, distribute and 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 just. Uh, Showing that the charity, you know, in the best possible way, it's something that every parish can do, you know. And, and, and if you cannot do, if you don't have the volunteers, but you have the resources, you should support places like that or some other places that help those who are less fortunate. So there will be, of course, different presentations on divine mercy. I mean, the process of. Uh, of Asking a local artist to paint a life-size image, oh my God, Divine Mercy, <laughs> oh Divine Mercy, and That'd he's a super talented man. Um, uh, so I'm very excited about that. I can't wait because he started at the very beginning of the Year of Mercy. We are praying for him now, so he he would uh, express his his talent 
uh, on that canvas and, and give us this beautiful divine mercy picture. Maybe the bishop is going to bless it at the end of the year of mercy or something. There are all different kinds of ideas that sure. you have. <laughs> so, sure, I imagine you've know. been participating in the extra confessional times during confession the Confession times, times, absolutely. Right. We will be part of that. The Assassin Mercy. Uh, exactly. Uh, the Assassin plans and everything. Well, I'd encourage people, <laughs> especially if they're in the Niagara Falls uh, area, you know, when you live in western New York, you're always taking somebody to see Niagara Falls. So mm-hmm. make sure you stop at Divine Mercy Parish as well, especially right. during this year of mercy and join right. Father Yatsik in his parish. There are any other words of encouragement or thoughts for folks before we go today um, about mercy? <clears throat> I would I would encourage all people to basically find out more about what mercy is and how important mercy is. Because when you really think about it, Greg, when you think about it, your eternal salvation is all about mercy. It's about the mercy of, uh, that God has to show you and according to um, Jesus' uh, um, words, um, we are going to be judged according to the works of mercy that we have performed in this world. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was naked, you gave me clothes. Right? I was sick and in prison, you came to visit me. It, it is all about mercy. Uh, it's a serious thing. It's it's a key thing for salvation, and we all want to get up there. But it's not an easy way. It's not one, two, three. No, uh, Jesus gives us very specific instruction how to get to heaven. And if we live accordingly, eternal life is ours. But we have to live accordingly. Um, and so, I I would I would encourage all of the listeners to become serious about this idea of mercy. Maybe there is something that needs to be forgiven. Maybe you need forgiveness from somebody. Maybe there is a way you can assist or help somebody right there in your neighborhood or in your family or somebody that you don't even like much, but somebody who needs your assistance. Um, and you can assist. You you should. Um, it's not all about feelings. feelings. Feelings come and feelings go. We can't really rely on them. It's about the decision that we need to make to be merciful, to be loving, to be kind, to be non-judgmental. And we have to take this idea seriously into our hearts, into our spiritual, spiritual lives, and, and basically uh, act accordingly and listen to what Jesus tells us in the gospel, um, through St. Faustina, through the teachings of the church, through other saints, it's extremely important. Whatever inspires us, in whatever area uh, we can show mercy, we absolutely should. There are three levels um, of three areas where you can show your mercy, uh, through your words, your actions, and your prayer. When one is not available, the other always will be available. Um, Praying for the conversion of sinners, praying for those who are stubborn and those who have drifted away from faith, those who no longer practice their faith, those who who live in some kind of addiction, uh, praying for their conversion is extremely important. And it's one of the acts of mercy. It's one of the of the spir- of the uh, acts of mercy because we have um, spiritual and corporal acts of mercy, and and praying for. For the, for the living and the dead is one of the acts of, of spiritual works of mercy. Uh, go back to the catechism and, and see what are the spiritual and the corporal works of mercy. See where you can find yourself in this ministry of, of mercy. You don't have to do them all. Maybe just one aspect uh, 
either one, whatever is available, whatever the time allows you for, you have to practice mercy in some way. You have to become like Christ. Um, see, many people want to go to heaven, but they, don't, they are not willing to spend one hour with God in the church once a week or to even read something about him in the Bible. Many people want to receive forgiveness from God, but are not willing to forgive their fellow brother or sister or, or neighbor. Uh, you know, in order to receive forgiveness, you have to forgive. We have it in the Lord's Prayer. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right? How important that is, that forgiveness, that, that we even have that in, in the Lord's Prayer. You know, um, we have to look at the, the idea of mercy with seriousness and learn and learn and learn. Trust me, there's always something new that you need to learn when it comes to mercy. I thought I know this book here in front of me, The Diary of Faustina, very well. I still don't. I read it, I don't know, seven, eight times through and through. I still don't know everything. I still find new things in this book that I have not seen before. There is always something that, that strikes me. There is always something that I never paid attention to, some kind of beauty or some kind of depth that, that, that is there that I never paid attention to. And what a great revelation it is for me when I, when I finally get the idea, oh, this is what Jesus meant. Oh, this is what, what that was all about. And how profound these words are. Tons of things to learn, ton, tons of things to do. <laughs> Yes, it's going to be a busy are. year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is and already has been. Father Yasek Major, Pastor of Divine Mercy Parish, our guest this week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Our programs are always available online anytime at the org, as well as information about the Year of Mercy there. Uh, uh, our programs are under the news tab in radio. Father Yatsik, it may be a blessing before we go today. Yes. May God help you to grow in love and faith and holiness all the days of your life and through the um, intercession of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, St. John Paul II, Blessed Michael Sapochko, and all the saints, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.